Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Sam Pets Radio, Australia's coolest podcast network. Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of All The Small Games. My name is Andrew Levins. I am John Valenzuela and... And today, I actually have no idea what John's going to talk about, but I know what I'm going to talk about. What are you going to talk about? I'm going to talk about a new game. It's called Solar Ash. It's out on PlayStation 5, the the oft-forgotten console in my entertainment system. Um, I play a ton of Switch games still playing a bunch of xbox games but i mean i can count the number of playstation games i played this year on two possibly even no definitely over one hand but no, i don't think no more than two hands whereas you know switch and xbox we're talking four five six seven hands baby damn that's a lot of hands levens you know what amazingly weird coincidence because i too have played a new game and it too is a game that on consoles is only available for playstation I'm talking about Heavenly Bodies. Huh. Did you buy a PlayStation since we last recorded an episode? No, because thankfully, like, uh, PlayStation seemed to have got with the program when it comes to releasing indies, and they are uh, all coming out on PC as well. Oh, unreal. Except Solar Ash, right? Uh, No, Solar Ash is coming out on PC. It's coming to... It's through the Epic Game Store. Oh, fantastic. So it's already out or it's coming out it's, soon? It's coming out, I believe. It, sh- it, it should be out now. It, I think it was released at the same time. So it's something that I've yet to pick up, but uh, I did manage to score a code for Heavenly Bodies and uh, have uh, right. have played through it. Well, as we all know, Heavenly Bodies, uh, they become... They're, they're earthenly bodies, and then we shed this mortal coil and die. Our bodies rise to heaven, but... What happens to our body left on Earth? Why? It becomes ash and is scattered into the sun, a.k.a. solar power. So, Solar Ash is a game that was published by Annapurna Interactive. Hold who on. I've had I, a, uh... I, that segue. <laughs> I'm just having to deal with that segue. It's one of the best you've ever heard. Oh, my the, God. Like, honestly, the podcast awards have already happened in Australia, and uh, weirdly, they don't give... Uh, awards out for best segues but if they did i think i would be in the running definitely 100 percent um so solar ash has been published by annapurna interactive i've had a strange run with annapurna this year granted i've only played two of their five or six games they've published this year or three now but uh those other games that i played early in the year was maquette 
okay. a um, PlayStation Plus uh, giveaway game that had celebrity voices in it and uh, was a weird puzzle game that kind of... I just ran out of steam very quickly for me. Sure. And then... Sure was a game that I would describe as truly awful, and that is 12 Minutes. Right. Um, Again, celebrity game. voice acted. I'm starting to see a, see a running, running pattern here. Now, I didn't play The Artful Escape, which I know is one of your favourites of the year. Oh, amazing. Um, it, it is on my list of games to somehow invent time for um, before we do our Best of the Year episode, so who knows if I'll get to it. Uh, but at the start of this year, I played a game that Annapurna published uh, at the end of last year. In fact, around exact, about pretty much exactly the same time frame that Solar Ash came out, maybe a little bit earlier. Well, the Pathless, yes. Um, and the Pathless. If if I was reviewing the Pathless in the year that I played it, it would be in my top three games of that year. It was it was an absolutely brilliant game, um, developed by Giant Squid and mm-hmm. published by Annapurna in the, in November last year. Excellent game, um, definitely worth checking out. Solar Ash also published by Annapurna Interactive, has been developed by a group called Heart Machine. And Heart Machine are responsible for one of the great uh, indie games of all time, that is Hyper Light Drifter. Um, have you played that, John? I finished it. Excellent. Very, very Fantastic good game. Fantastic game. Um, now, this game, Solar Ash, I mean, how would you describe uh, Hyper Light Drifter? It's like a kind of like Zelda-like, yeah. semi-isometric uh, hack and slash yeah, very... yeah that, that sums it up pretty good. Very kind of mysterious in terms of the story that it's telling. Um, very difficult, like kind of difficult boss battles. Uh, I think semi kind of RPG system, like you have upgradable weapons and that kind of stuff. Just a fantastic time all around. Yeah, real good. Really, really good time. Um, Solar Ash is nothing like Hyperlight Drifter. Right. It is... <laughs> Very similar to the Pathless. Interesting. Okay. In that you are, you are set in a, a desolate, gross future. Uh, it's it's just no good in there, and you are a a lady who is tasked with, I guess, saving your people and exploring through this horrible landscape um, where where there are enormous monsters that you have to take down one one by one and advance further and further through the the, the game as uh, worlds become more and more toxic and, and evil um, and difficult to, uh, to, to go through and your, uh, your challenges become more challenging. Um, I, I'm a big fan of uh, this genre, I guess, because um, three of the games that I've played in the last year um, that were my favorites, this, Sable, and, uh, and The Pathless, are all feature women uh, that can fly in a uh, in a you know post apocalyptic hellscape, sure. trying to discover shit. Um, now Sable had no no combat, which kind of takes it out of this. This is very much a combat focused game. It's also a movement focused game, and I guess what makes it the most different from the Pathless is that I would describe the way you get around in this game as like a very close brethren to a 3d sonic game interesting uh, in okay in that you are like yeah you're so you you have you you kind of glide you glide um down like zip lines and through this like these clouds and do these big jumps and dashes and chain attacks um it's it's really really fun um but yeah very similar to a good 3d sonic game right yeah, have you been paying attention to this game at all, John? I have to a certain extent. Um, it it slightly reminded me, like the whole taking down giant enemies, 
uh, gave me, even though I haven't played it, it gave me a bit of a, like a Shadow of the Colossus feel. Yep, which I would I would say is is the same of the Pathless too. You are like yeah, it's this mostly barren. Although there's a lot going on in uh, in in Solar Ashes world, and as you like go to these, so like okay, the, the first thing you do is you find um, Sid, and Sid is a like I guess like the, your ship's computer essentially, um, who is you know kind of like a sentient, semi sentient kind of robot being who um, every time you were go- you go to a new world, you have to find Sid, turn her on, and she's like, oh, there's all these interferences. You have to go and um, wipe out these interferences, which are these big black blobs that cover different monuments in the world. You have to climb these blobs and uh, strike at certain pressure points on on their bodies, and you have to zoom around. There's a timer that starts once you start uh, attacking them, and so sometimes there'll be like you know three points you have to take take down. Sometimes there'll be ten, even more. Um, and if you once you've taken once you strike all those points in the in the time frame, the the blob is dead. Um, you you put a, your big your your sword through its eye, and that actually awakens an eye on a like omnipresent being that uh, is kind of like hovering above the current world you're in. And once you uh, remove all the interferences, yes, great news, Sid, your robot ship buddy, can can contact the ship and and do some research for you. But it also awakens this big. Uh, I guess the boss of 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 each level, and um, the first one you do is kind of like a uh, a, a snake esque creature that kind of um, just slides around and around the the world. You have to uh, start at the end of its tail and then slide like glide over its body, striking points um, in three different um, phases, mm-hmm. uh, and each one gets more and more difficult. The final phase, the, bo- the like, there's like parts of bone or skeleton kind of that you that you can glide on but everything around that bone is bright red and if you touch it you immediately die and you get uh, go back to the checkpoint right uh this game uh took me a little while to get used to um i the first stage i don't think is uh anywhere near as good as this game gets um, and I had a little bit of trouble kind of understanding the controls, what was asked of me, a few frustrating moments as I, you know, couldn't reach areas that I, that I swear I should be able to get to. And a lot of like things that I, I could, I knew what I had to do, but for some reason I was having great trouble doing it. Um, I now I'm on the very final level of the game. Uh, I've taken down six bosses so far mm-hmm. and, uh, and countless blobs over monuments. Um, and as you progress through the game, like, yeah, like you, 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 you get little suits that improve your abilities that, um, you know, make you stronger. Um, you, you, so okay, let's go through your move set. Uh, so obviously you can glide, you do that by holding down R2, um, mm-hmm. R1, so, no, no, wait, L, L2, I one of the, one of the trigger buttons, to, right. um, you glide. The other one, you, you can press circle and that slows down time. Then you can aim. As you slow down, you can aim at something that you want to attack or or, or like zip to. And then R1 will zip you there or, or like zip you into an attack, which is mm-hmm. really fun. Um, and like you can get a suit that like allows you to spend more time in the slowdown part without being taken out of it. Um, the way you get suits is by finding like drops that, because here's the thing, yeah, you are uh, a space girl, and 
you're the only one left of your of your crew, potentially race, all your peoples. You have no idea where anyone else is. And so you're finding logs left by um, other space people like yourself um, who were like traversing these areas shortly before you got there. And um, there's six or seven of these logs and each log on each of the planets unlocks a different part of of a new suit that you can wear that gives you new cool abilities. Um, and they're quite well hidden. Um, I'm only now under- fully understand... I've only now fully understand the language of the game. There are little, like, kind of symbols around the worlds that kind of suggest that there'll be a, uh, a log left, like, like that, that someone from your, from your race has been in this area, and so therefore they will have left, like, a drop for you to find. Okay. Um, and, and therefore get another piece of your suit. Um... Then there are like a f- bunch of weird, cool side quests as well. Um, you meet uh, a, a, a grieving woman who you basically have to try and like help her remember what happened to her husband. Um, and then another side quest is there is a, a guy who uh, writes poems to like the elders. Um, okay. like, I guess like these, like these, these, these like, you know, old gods. Uh, and so you have to find the old gods and recite his poetry to them to awaken them, um, which is pretty fun. Uh, and then there's even like a, a like a pompous space captain who um, is looking for his 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 crew who are scattered around um, the the penultimate world that you visit, um, and uh, they have all met a grisly end, and you have to like kind of get back to him as to how they how they perished. Um, <laughs> These all because, seem yeah. like weirdly sad side quests. Well, it's a weirdly sad game. Uh, right. Like, you, are, you are one of very few living beings in the void, which is uh, the, the area that you live in. Uh, there, are, there are all kinds of enemies, um, but I feel like maybe like, there's kind of like four variations and then um, all, all, a big boss for each, and, uh, for each uh, world. Uh, I'm like, yeah, like... I reckon I'm maybe an hour away from fully fully finishing this game, which will mean I'll have a playtime of around seven or eight hours. Mm-hmm. Um, this game was sixty bucks, and that was a tough pill to swallow, I guess. Um, but now having uh, you know really really under now I I I'm, I probably will spend longer than an hour because there's a couple of um, of suits that I didn't fully uh, get because I wasn't like I said like I didn't understand the game's language like. What, what the symbols meant and, and, and I didn't even realize that you needed to collect pieces of suit on each world. I thought that like you collected pieces of suit, like one piece of suit on each on sure. each world as opposed to there being six. So I've got to go back to those early levels, which will be really fun because I now like, you know, I'm, I'm quite powerful and I just have a much better understanding of the game. Um, this is a really, really good game. I think it's unfair to continually compare it to The Pathless, but given that Annapurna published both, and they are quite similar in terms of overall ethos and gameplay. Um, I think uh, I think The Pathless is a little stronger, but um, Solar Ash is absolutely worth my time, and I dare say you're going to find it showing up somewhere on my top ten games of the year. Nice teaser. Does it um in the, like obviously bringing up another comparison to The Pathless is is there a a sort of like other levels of the worlds or enemy encounters or boss encounters, I guess, are they designed with the same sort of like pathless had a kind of flow about it? Like if, if you sort of nailed what you're doing in pathless, it felt like this seamless progression of, oh, of yeah. movement and combat and, and taking down enemies. Is it the same kind Even of thing so. with, with yeah. solar ash? 
Yeah, there is th- th- that final phase of each boss. You have to be close to perfect, right? Or you will you'll just die instantly and have to redo it again. But it's start. got how's the how's the checkpoint system? Is it fairly like forgiving? Yeah, checkpoint. It's, it's pretty fair. There's there's a few parts like the the second last world is the biggest um, open kind of space in the game, and uh, there were a few moments there where I needed to get from point A to point B, and I would keep respawning at point A, and there was no. So you have these like notches around your kind of health and their shield. So basically the number of hits you can take. Mm-hmm. And um, every time you you get like, every time you like, because there's the second last world, there's like an acid lake and you can go in the acid lake for a moment, but if you stay in it, you explode. Um, and so once you, once you acid, explode... acid lake experience. Exactly. It works, it works like that in real life. But um, once you go back to the checkpoint, you lose one of your shield... Like basically one of the hits that you can take, and so I had to basically couldn't find any shield replenishing boxes right um, for at, the, at this very very difficult part of the game, and so that was like the only kind of frustrating bit that I've experienced so far. There've been a few moments where, I guess like yeah, just getting used to traversal in the game where I would die a lot, but now I'm like I can take down the bosses on my first or second try for okay. the most part, um, and they always feel so fun. Um, it looks really, really good. I've only had like a few moments of slowdown. The, the design of the main character, I'm not crazy about, but I love the design of all the bosses mm-hmm. and the worlds in general. I think are really cool. The use of colors is fantastic, especially as you when you make the final blow to a boss, it goes like um, black, white, and then like neon stripes around your character. It really looks looks very good on my OLED TV. Stylish. Um, I got to give it a couple, dock it a couple points for having a pretty unremarkable soundtrack. It mm-hmm. is cool during boss fights, the kind of this big kind of epic fanfare starts, but even that is pretty unmemorable. It just is, you know, noticeably different from the regular um, kind of atmospheric soundtrack that uh, that it's kind of it's very welcome. But um, yeah, I think they, they think the Pathless definitely had a much better soundtrack and Sable uh, even better than that. Sure. Um, when it comes to those three. Three uh, games that are in the genre of flying girl in apocalyptic situation. Sure, great genre. My favorite genre. Mm. Great genre. Uh, but yeah, look, I, I would absolutely recommend it. It's um, it's pricey. Yeah, definitely pricey. Um, and I know that people, you know, who equate time to money may have a trouble swallowing paying sixty bucks for a seven hour seven hour game, maybe eight, nine, ten if I do absolutely everything in it. There is a trophy linked to finishing the game in three hours. Uh, so uh, spoilers, I'm not gonna get this platinum trophy, yeah. but I'll get pretty close to it. Um, I think I think look if these are the kind of games that that have uh, connected with you and they definitely have for me, um, I think this is a game worth playing. You know, do you want to play it right now and pay the premium price linked to that? That's up to you. I imagine you'll you'll get at least thirty percent off this game if you wait six months. Um, and I mean, PlayStation just announced that uh, they're doing their answer to Game Pass soon, and I reckon this would be uh, the perfect candidate for a game, the, the kind of game that should show up there. Yeah, I saw but, that announcement. It was like about time, Sony. <laughs> Look, while while Annapurna have made a few decisions that I don't don't gel with me very much in the last year, um, Heart Machine, uh, I think are a really great studio. I believe they're called Heart Machine because of a heart condition um, that the main dude has, and he has like a, a machine that you know regulates his heartbeats, which right. is a uh, pretty cool pacemaker kind of thing. Some something like that, maybe a valve, um, but. 
Uh, yeah, that's what Valve's called too. That's why it's called Valve, right? Sure. <laughs> heart condition. Every game developer has a heart condition. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, uh, I think this game uh, definitely deserves some attention. Um, I'm really enjoying it and can't wait to see what the end has in store for me. The story has been somewhat engaging. Um, as every time you take a boss down, you kind of walked to the heavens and have a discussion with another omnipresent being who uh, who is angry at you for some reason. Right. But um, little tidbits of environmental storytelling. And I mean, the, the best story stuff comes from the story quests and uh, the side quests. And I'm really making sure I hit them because I, I, I hear that there are two endings to this game. And I'm hoping that if I do all the side quests, uh, I unlock that second ending. Nice. I wonder, yeah, I wonder if they're going to do the standard dichotomy of a good and bad ending or what, what, yeah, who knows? what it will be. Um, well, yeah, I mean, there's kind of suggestions that like she wants to go back in time, but no one else thinks that's possible. So who knows? Um, that is, uh, that's Solar Ash. It's out now for PlayStation 4, 5 and PC via the Epic Store. Nice. Well, as I said at the top, I too have stepped into a, um, uh, a console PlayStation 5 Oh, PlayStation exclusive. Well, John, I I can't wait to hear about it after we hear a word for our sponsors. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And... Don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit makes these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The Eucalyptus Fiber Upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Super Light Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Thanks, sponsors. Now, John, what were you saying? Uh, just a little something about a, uh, a console-exclusive game that I played over the last week. Obviously, as mentioned at the top of the episode, I do not have a PlayStation, but I do have a gaming laptop, and thankfully it was uh, easily power- powerful enough to run the game Heavenly Bodies. Now, coming off our episode last week where, uh, you know, I, I dabbled a little bit in uh, the kind of Australian gaming scene with unpacking in the Forgotten City... 
Levin's I'm right back there again because Heavenly Bodies was developed by a studio called Two Point Interactive who operate out of Melbourne. The uh, for, oh. for our overseas listeners, Melbourne is kind of like the home of game development in Australia, basically. Uh, mm-hmm. you're very I just rare. realized that, uh, that two of my friends worked on this game. Huh? <laughs> I just realized that two of my friends did the music for this game. Really? It's uh, it's Clue to Kalo and Qua, two two oh, artists that you're shit. very familiar Seriously? with. Okay. Yeah. Cornell and Mark, yeah, pretty sick. Um, I mean, I I like the soundtrack is fine for what the game is. Uh, you know, it's more about vibes than anything else. Like, I wouldn't say there's any standout tunes or anything that I'd hum along to, but it it did the job fairly well. But yeah, crazy Oakley, Clue to Kalo and Qua, that's great. Um, so Heavenly Bodies is a game that puts you in the shoes of an astronaut who is on a space station and has been kind of tasked with like bringing it back online, essentially. Uh, it's a physics simulator, and it's one of those games... The closest I can think to this game from memory is like Octodad, where oh, yeah. uh, essentially each arm, like each arm of your astronaut is mapped to one of the joysticks on your controller, so you can move your arms around, you know, up and down to the sides and stuff like that. You can grab using the, uh, the triggers, and then you can pull your feet up uh, you know, if that's necessary. For instance, if you want, if you're trying to navigate a tight space, or if you want, if you're against a wall and want to like kick yourself off to move across the space station, you can do so using the left <coughs> and right bumpers. Um, the game is split into, from memory, seven missions. I finished it, by the way. Um, Unreal. Finished, finished it last night. Uh, the game is split into seven missions, uh, with the the difficulty really ratcheting up from mission to mission. I think the first mission is you need to like spacewalk outside the space station and deploy uh, a solar array. Um, then it's like you need to set up a communication, a big kind of communications antenna tower. Um, you know, other things involve like preparing a telescope to be deployed. Uh, you need to set up like an oxygen farm essentially by growing plants on the space station. Each of these missions is broken down into like subtasks. Um, which are very handily accompanied by diagrams more often than not in uh, your mission briefing. Each 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 level starts with you like hitting the button on a computer and it spits out a printout and that adds the mission briefing to your dossier, uh, which you can check for details. I'm I'm really in two minds about this game because operating like that in op you know controlling the limbs of your astronaut in a zero gravity environment very rapidly becomes frustrating. <laughs> like the number of times that I was like, okay, I'm going to do this task. Let's do this. And then I just nudge my joystick the wrong way. And a tool I was intending on picking up, I accidentally hit it and it just goes pinwheeling across the space station. And suddenly I'm like, Oh God. Okay. I've got to make my way over there. Oh, I'm upside down again. Wait, why is my head trapped in a corner? Oh, God, kind of thing. Like, there are definitely moments where it works, particularly when it comes to traversal. Like, you get in a rhythm of sort of going like, I grab something, I bring the other hand over and grab it. I then move my other arm along, pull, 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 like kind of shuffling your way along like that. But whenever it starts to involve more finicky tasks then it begins to get a little bit like 
why aren't my arms doing what I want them to do? Like, it seems like there's just a little bit of finesse lacking from the, uh, the, the actual controlling of the arms, which in certain circumstances would be amusing, but when you're single playing it by yourself, it kind of like, you're not trying to entertain yourself, you're trying to complete a mission. And so it goes from being like, ha ha ha, wacky hijinks, to god fucking damn it, why is the spanner over the other side of the room again? This is killing me. Um, I do I do like the kind of, the way the game, the sort of like, the way the game, or the context that the game takes place in is like, you are watching this mission happen from mission control. So every every um, mission kind of starts with you looking at like a computer with a, a like 60s style computer with a screen on it. And then it starts loading the mission or loading the feed onto the space station. Uh, and then you take control of your character essentially. So it's got that great kind of like early space race aesthetic to it. Um, it can be done single player or it can be done co-op. And this is True, where that think, would make it more or less annoying. Uh-huh. Well, that's the thing. I think. I think the context in. I think this will be a very successful game based on context. Playing single player by yourself, I think, is not necessarily an incredibly fun experience. You definitely get that sense of triumph when you actually do finish a mission, but it's because like. It's it's because of what you went through to get there, like the the number of frustrating times you had to double back and and you know like, oh I I bumped the wrong way and suddenly I'm in a you know part of the spaceship I didn't intend to go to and so I've got to work hard to get out of there essentially. I think where this game will thrive is on like Twitch and game streaming platforms, just because having that audience to witness your like oh dang like slap your forehead moment. I yep. think that will be a much more entertaining experience. And I think as well for for co-op that will kill on on like a streaming platform just because it will, you know, there's no doubt that it will start out with the two people trying their best to complete the mission and then will literally just devolve into like an interstellar slap fight as they, you know, they give up on the goal and just try to do the weirdest stuff possible. Um, each mission is timed and once you complete the main, um, the main kind of task you have to do, they all, almost all the missions end with you having to go back to the initial panel you were at when you got your mission and contact mission control. Once you unlock that, it goes, there's other challenges for you to do in the, uh, like check your mission briefing essentially. Unfortunately, mostly what those challenges come down to is, complete the level within a certain amount of time or restart the level and play it again on a harder difficulty setting there's there's three difficulty settings there's easy which i think takes a lot of the sting out of navigating the zero gravity environment i played the medium setting which is like not full-blown zero g sim like you can still like flap your arms in the air and move yourself that way a little bit the hardest one is called Newtonian. It's the the level is called Newtonian, and I'm guessing it adheres strictly to Newtonian physics. So you know your classic a body in motion will remain in motion unless acted upon by an external force, and all those that kind of science mumbo jumbo-y. Um I cannot imagine playing this game on the hardest level. I had a difficult enough time, uh, you know, taking like handling this on medium. 
I cannot imagine going back and trying to complete it within a certain amount of time. Like, I think similar to what you were saying about that trophy for Solar Ash, doing stuff at speed really doesn't hold much of a an appeal to me. Mm-hmm. With you. And for a lot of them, the the third challenge is find, uh, find a special object or find a collectible in the level and bring it back to uh, you know to to the, the the mission terminal. I attempted this once on the um, uh, on the level where you have to deploy a telescope, and obviously you're deploying a telescope that involves opening the bay doors on your space station to release the telescope from there. Uh, I realized that the collectible was outside the space station, so I, I very carefully navigated my way over there, picked up the collectible, and then was like, well, how the hell am I supposed to get back on the space station when I can only use one hand? Somehow managed to do it, almost made it like back into space, the space station proper, and then I moved my hand the wrong way and essentially <laughs> slapped the collectible into deep space. And at that point, I was just like, nah, I'm not restarting from <laughs> checkpoint. I'm just getting to the mission control panel and getting the hell out of here, essentially. Um, so, there, I mean, look, there, there is, if you are the type of person for whom time-based challenges or difficulty-based challenges or finding something and bringing it back somewhere, if they hold appeal to you, then by all means, knock yourself out. You'll probably really enjoy it. I kind of wish there was something a little like I kind of wish they had a few that were a little bit stranger. Like there was mm-hmm. one mission where I remember I I knocked a box open and there were a bunch of fireworks in it, and I was like, "Huh, wh- what's this for?" And like grabbed one of them, hit the interact button, it started like sparking, and then the the firework went off and rocketed me across the entire length of the space station at high speed. And inadvertently managed to complete a task I needed to do. I needed to open a crate and I hit the crate so hard that it popped open of its own volition. And I was just like, oh, okay, I'll take that. That's great. Awesome. Yeah. So I kind of wish there were a few like a few little stranger um, uh, uh, challenges mixed in. One level, which has you mining some asteroids, they have challenges like pick up an asteroid rock and bring it back to the space station or... You, you find the telescope that you deployed a few missions ago and it's got a big rock covering the lens and it's like redeploy the telescope. And only after a huge amount of experimentation did I realize I had to... Uh, oh, look, you know what? If you're going to play this game, I won't spoil it. Figure out, figure out how to do it yourself. Um, but yeah, it, it does lead to... There's not really much in the way of a narrative beyond you're putting a space station together essentially. The final level uh, is, I would say, by far one of the most interesting out of all of the game. Um, okay. And the reason is, it's not particularly narrative, but it's based on what happens in the penultimate mission. And again, I do not want to spoil it. I'd rather people find out themselves if they wind up playing it. But um, yeah, it was it was an interesting experience. I like playing it and going, I get what they're going for here. I can see the ways in which it would be fun, but I don't necessarily know if I'm having the best time playing this. Sure. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Heavenly Bodies, developed by Two Point Interactive, um, available on PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, and PC, and I think maybe Mac through Steam. Um, give it a go. Particularly, look, if you're someone who has somebody to co-op a game with, 
give it a try. I think it'll be a really fun experience with somebody, um, particularly when you have like someone to remain on task while the other person chases tools and and helps you traverse and stuff like that. And I I, I almost think the challenges would be a bit easier with a co-op partner than just trying to play alone. Um, particularly if you can like tether yourselves to each other and that kind of stuff. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's uh, that's Heavenly Bodies. Unreal. That was, uh, yeah, Heavenly Bodies. So that's available where right now? Uh, PS4, PS5 and Steam. Awesome. Well, I, I had to make an amendment. It's actually, it's Clue Kalo. Mark Mitchell is one of the uh, artists who work on the soundtrack. And I thought the other one was, was, was Qua. These are two uh, artists that John and I used to uh, see live in the early 2000s and love a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, Clue Kalo's albums and Qua's albums, both, both bangers. Um, but uh, the uh, collaborator for Mark Mitchell on this soundtrack is someone called Byron J. Scullin, not right. Qua in this instance. They are friends, though, so you know, I wasn't far off. <laughs> um, do you reckon um, when we're speaking of uh, of Australian musicians involved with Australian games, do you think this would appeal to a uh, getting over it with Bennett Foddy crowd? Um. Oh man, that's a good question because I guess it does share similarities uh, with that in terms of you have direct control over, I guess, what could be considered a limb in the context of Bennett Foddy. Um, yeah, probably actually that's, that's, that's definitely another good analog to the game. Um, depends on what they liked out of getting over it with Bennett Foddy though. If it's the gameplay, then yes, they'll probably involve, uh, they'll probably, you know, like heavenly bodies. If it's the kind of long philosophical ponderings on the nature (laughs) of game design that they enjoyed, then no, probably not. That's, this is a, this is like. Aside from the sound of the equipment and you interacting with the space station and the, you know, as I mentioned earlier, the soundtrack that's really more about vibe than actual sort of music, um, it's an it's an oddly quiet game. There you go. Um, so that's Heavenly Bodies. And of course, earlier in the podcast, we reviewed Solar Ash, uh, two pretty cool games. Um, will both of them make it on our top 10 list of the year? Well, you'll have to tune in a couple of weeks from now when the official All the Small Games Game of the Year episode, extra long, our highlight of the year goes up. Um, but uh, if you need more All the Small Games to tide you over until then, you can find a whole bunch of extra episodes over at patreon.com slash all the small games. Why, just a week and a half ago, we put up an episode, a deep dive into SteamWorld Dig 2, and very soon we'll be uploading our Hollow Knight deep dive. Maybe, you know, one of the games that is most discussed on this podcast. Most disgusting if you hate bugs. Um, and sure. uh, we'll, be, we'll be doing a deep dive on it at patreon.com slash all the small games. $5 a month gets you uh, access to all of our uh, bonus episodes and any, any bonus episodes we put up in the future. Uh, plus, I will, uh, I'll, I'll link you and put you on our Discord uh, as well um, so you can talk about indie games all day with a bunch of very cool, like-minded individuals. Um, we had a bunch of people sign up last last week, maybe because I said the beginning of the month is the best time to sign up. And you know what? It still is the beginning of the month. It's still the best time to sign up. And very soon we'll, you'll be getting an, uh, two episodes, one um, that's all about Holy Night and another that is all about all the other things that we've been doing lately that aren't indie games. Maybe they've been big games. Maybe they've been TV 
uh, there'd be movies. Maybe there've been dogs we've been walking or rabbits whose shits we've been emptying into the green bin. Uh, the 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 sky is is ours. Yes. I believe is the term. The sky and, could uh, also John be is a topic wrap up. on this podcast. That's true. John's going to wrap up the rest of this episode though because I'm done. All right. Well, look, if you want to get in contact with us directly, uh, you can shoot us an email to allthesmallgames at gmail.com. We do love receiving uh, emails. We've, we have a, a, a sort of storied history with them of being, you know, some full of praise and some <laughs> calling into question our methods and our thinking. Uh, if you want to find us on social media, you go to facebook.com slash allthesmallgames uh, if you can stomach going onto that site anymore. Or you can go to Twitter, where we are at all the small game. Uh, if you want to see the um, the the various musings of uh, and you know conducting of our lives, you can find Levens on Instagram and Twitter at uh, Levdog L E V D A W G, or you can uh, you can follow me at uh, sixteen tacos one six tacos. Uh, I highly recommend. Following everything I just said, why not pack some more it. joy into your social into your social presence? And while you're there, uh, check out my other podcast, Hey Fam, and all the small games, both of which are available at sanspantsradio.com, along with a plethora of other wonderful podcasts. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next week. For holy shit, John, it's our hundredth episode. Oh my god, that's huge! What are we What are we going to do? Review small games. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. It's, it's a bold move, but I think it'll work for us. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. See you soon. See ya. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.